I know there are others of you that had things that you could have shared, and I, I, I wish we had time. I'm going to tell you a couple things that uh, were some drawbacks, and that is uh, we didn't, typically we would come back from outreach, everybody would share, and specifically everybody would share the in-homes and the drop-offs. I just want to see a show of hands for how many of you had somebody who agreed to a drop-off study. I, I marked down a number of them, okay? Did we get anybody last night interested in an in-home study? Okay, oh, that's right. You had your first, Dan, you had his first. He's been out door to door many times, and last night was his first time. He had a yes, and it was an in-home. So, what? Okay, so we had two in, now, now I just, okay, four in-homes. Now listen. Most of you guys didn't even get out to but three or four doors. We weren't out but a half hour. Now, I want you to put this in perspective. Let's just say that we're a church, and our church went on this outreach, and we weren't even out for a half hour at the doors, and already we've got four in-homes and, uh, let's say, ten drop-offs, okay? Now, those all have to be followed up, and typically in a, in a I mean, I can tell you typically because I can't, I can't tell exactly. Last night, we very limited time. Typically, we'll go out in an Emmanuel session. I shoot for an hour and a half. We're usually in close enough to the area that we get 15 minutes to drive to our area. We're there for an hour, and we come back. And also, in a typical session, we go out twice. So you have the opportunity of going and doing the follow-up at least once. And that's important, and I'll explain that in a minute. And typically... We have a in our in our 10-day classes. We'll run about, like I said last night, 15 to 20 students. So we'll have about, you know, seven or eight teams maybe, um, and we'll go out for an hour and we'll come back with about 15 to 20 drop-offs and 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 two in-homes or something like that. Now you do that once a week for four weeks. You think about what we, you know, some of you went out and got nothing. You're like, well, that was a bust. We went out, we got nothing. But if you count up what we got collectively, when we get all the interest, we're going to need to share in following up. And this is what a lot of people do, and they make a mistake. And they, 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 if they don't work as a team, they're thinking, well, we got to keep going out and getting a lot of interest. And before you know it, you got so many, you're not, you can't follow up with them. It's going to take you time to go back to these homes and visit these people. Now, in, in the situation, Mary, you shared what would happen in your local churches. You know, you might go back next week because it's in your territory and say, hey, I thought of some things I would say. Or you might, if you felt that some guys would do better, tell some guys in your church group, hey, why don't you guys go this week? But it's, you're, here you're not, you know, you're here and you're gone. But in your local church, you're not going to lose track of that. And you can do the follow-up and you have the ability to go back and connect with the people and then keep the relationship going. There are going to be people that aren't interested in studies, but you perceive a, another a level of interest, and so you can just say, hey, we'll go and visit them once a month, and just take a gift by, or something like that, or when our church does uh, some kind of, we've done something we did in Goebbels, we're cookie exchanges, and uh, I forget where the idea originated. Um, do you remember who did it first? I don't know, but somebody got the idea, uh, It was some other church did it, and just taking cookies to interest and missing members and all the ladies at church got together baked cookies got nice little um decorative paper plates nothing expensive some pretty cellophane and wrapped it up made it look nice put a little note in there maybe a sharing book and took it to people and we had people come back to church who haven't been to church in forever we had people who just who hadn't been to church and, and you go and they were like wow you know this is the first time anybody's contacted me so you know, you might include a person like that who didn't take studies on your list for that cookie exchange and maybe invite them to have a little list that tells different things your church is doing. We have a supper club that goes on. We have this, that, and the other. They might show up for that. So there's a lot of things you can do in a local setting that we can't do here. So, I mean, I'm excited with what happened just with a very little time we went out. And one of the reasons I like to do it in every Emmanuel session is I have never, we have never failed to get interest doing that. I've had people say, well, this, this area is tough. We can't get, we don't get Bibles. Nobody responds to door to door. You can't get people this way, whatever. 
Every time we do this, we always find interest, and we're only going out for a little bit of time, and most of you are totally inexperienced at this. This is like, for some of you, it's your first time out. Your knees are knocking. You don't know what you're going to say. Your knees knock more than the door knocks. But, but still, the Lord blesses us with, with interest. And so um, I just want to encourage you. I'm not saying that this is the only thing you can do. I've already highlighted. You can do mailings and stuff like that for interest. But this is a very easy way for your church to get out there. And I'll tell you something else. If you do a mailing, uh, and this is just from my experience in this, if you do a mailing, great, but you're not going to get near the experience and, and uh, increase your skill set like door-to-door will do. Door-to-door puts you in an area of trusting the Lord. Mailing is easy. I'm knocking on the doors. I'm praying a lot more. I'll just be honest with you, I'm praying a lot more than I am when I did a mailing, when some other company did a mailing. Um, you're, you have to, as you encounter the people, it's a different kind of contact. When you're doing a, a mailing and then people send in a card, all you got are the people who said yes. But meeting the people who say no help you. There are, bu- there are a bunch of people we met last night who never would have mailed in the card. But we said, you know, I think this person is an interest. I think we can follow up with this. I, I believe it. And so they're just experiences you gain, good and bad. And, and sometimes when we go out as a team, you know, some people have to take one for the team. And let me explain what I mean. We were in, uh, I mean, I was talking about door slams and how most people don't do that. Well, at least in America. But I'll tell you, we went to a youth conference in Canada. And Emmanuel Roth and I went door to door together. You know, a lot of times, if you've ever been to a GYC or something, they get the kids on buses and they put it, take them into town, you go around. And so we were with Acts for Christ, it was the youth conference. We went out with a whole bus of kids. Well, Emmanuel and I, we must have gone, we went to at least 40 doors, 40 to 50 doors in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, one after the other. Bam! 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 I mean, these were door slamming people in Alberta. And we, we uh, yeah, we're with... We're with Acts for We're with it. Bam! Hey, I'd like to interrupt. Bam! You wouldn't even get three words out of your mouth, and it was tough. And so we figured we needed it. And along the way, what was here's what was interesting. Well, I mean, I'm like I've never seen anything so opposed to you know any kind of. Anyway, finally, I get a guy outside the house. He's at, he's leaning on his fence, smoking a cigarette. Hey, do you have a couple minutes? No, I'm busy. I was like, you're busy? I said, look, what, uh, we've been up and down. The, I, pardon me for asking, but I mean, we've been up and down the street. You guys have a problem with a lot of people coming around, knocking on doors and bothering you here? Oh, we've had, you know, and anyway, he, he, he said something very briefly, but I'm just like, I've never seen anything like this. So midway through this process, or maybe two-thirds of the way through, we come across another group of young people from the bus, you know, that are out in the, in the neighborhood. So we went up to him, how's it going? Oh, not so good. We're not finding a lot of interest. And we're like, well, look, why don't we pray together? So we came together, we prayed together. And then Emmanuel and I went on. Bam! 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 We get on the bus, and the young people that we pray with, they're like, man, when we prayed together, after that we left and we found interest after interest. And we're like, well, glad somebody did, right? (laughs) So we took one for the team. Um, And for ourselves, I think the Lord worked through that. But, you know, you have that. You have your good and your bad. We did find the very last house. Uh, we had a good conversation. Didn't go a, a, a whole lot anywhere, but anyway, that kind of thing will happen. But you've got to remember you're working as a team. When we look collectively, the Lord led us to people yesterday who are longing for heaven. And the Lord led us to some... Now, look, some people are skeptical. I've had people say, oh, drop-off studies are a waste of time. You know, just go find the in-home studies, and if they don't want to do an in-home study, forget about it. But I, I had, in fact, I had a, a young team of Bible workers working in one of my churches, and they, they, had that, they had adopted that philosophy. We're not wasting time anymore for people with drop-off studies. I said, no, wait a minute. I said, how many of you, and I had a group like this. I said, how many, I'm going to ask you, how many of you, if somebody came and knocked on your door and wanted to study, how many of you would study with them? They knocked on your door. I mean, just you're the home in it, not, 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 and yet, would you like a Bible study? How many would, you do, would do it? Okay. There's a couple here. Okay, now tell me, those of you who said yes, why? What are you going to do? <laughs> That's right. You're going to teach them the truth. Now think about it. You're knocking on the door, and the people that are the immediate yeses, that may seem like, hey, they're the best interest. And this is what these young Bob, they're the best interest. Well, not necessarily. 
They may be really grounded in what they're about, and they're like, hey, I'm going to study with you, and I'm going to teach you the truth. The people who aren't, the people are like, I'm not sure. I mean, you can understand in this world today why a person would be like, like, I'm going to get in studies with this, but I don't know you yet. And so a drop-off study may seem like, well, it's just a drop-off, but that's an avenue to begin to connect with that person. And I have, when I did Bible work, I got some of my best studies from drop-offs because, you know, you go, each week I'd take a lesson and you begin to chat a little bit more. And then their defenses would come down and they'd say, I can trust this person, and it would turn into an in-home study. And so don't discount a drop-off study. But if we were here and going back next week, it's, there's a different dynamic going back the second time. The first time, you know, you might, the person was really excited, and the next time, they may not be that way. Um, the next time, you've got to follow up on what you left and talk to them about that lesson. So you want to be familiar with what you dropped off. And I can't tell you how many times I've been drop-off studies and somebody will say, you know, here's the, the Bible study. Yeah, I, well, that's not a Bible study, so I'll grab one of my Bible studies. But you say, yeah, I left that lesson. What do you think about it? Ah, uh, you know what? I didn't even have time to read it. You know, I lost it. Oh, my kid threw it away, something or the other. Guess what I'm prepared to do? Well, here, I've got another one. I'm going to leave this for you. I'm going to come back next. Now, I've done that, and I've gone a few weeks. Yeah, I didn't get to it yet, which is about time to tell you they're not really interested. But before I let it go, I'll go through the lesson myself, and I'll highlight some key points. And I'll say, well, let me share with you something. I really think you're going to like this lesson. I want to encourage you. I want to show you something here that I think is so neat. And you in, get their interest in the lesson and say, so listen, I'm gonna, I know you're busy, but I'll, I'll stop back when I'm in the area again. And now they know I will because I have been. And hopefully they'll say, you know what? Yeah, I'll check it out. If they don't, there comes a point where you know the person's, in, well, we're going to talk about that a little bit here this afternoon about categorizing interest. But... You know, those drop-off lessons can turn into good, solid lessons as you build relationships with people. It's just a matter, the most important thing is that consistency. You'll learn as you work for the Lord. He'll give you the right words to say. Stick with it and keep at it, and we'll win souls. Amen? Okay, I'm going to turn uh, the time or the attention to my uh, brother Jim, and he's going to start out giving you a little overview, and some of you have heard this in his... He's, I think what he's doing is releasing some pent-up frustration because they only give him seven minutes in the main auditorium, and he's trying to share this exciting plan he's worked on for our conference with everybody in the conference, and he gets seven minutes, and I've heard the gripes about it. So I think he just wants an opportunity to let loose a little bit. Just hand over the mic, will you? Okay. Good morning. Um... Yeah, let's see. How do I want to do this? It's kind of funny where I'm standing. So I'm going to stand over here. You all see me okay? Close enough? Um, at the main auditorium, I've talked about this a little bit. And just so that you know, uh, are you all going to be there for church on Sabbath? Um, we're going to have a little handout that has the master plan of evangelism that we're uh, going to have for the conference. So you'll see that then, um, but I can share it with somebody if you're leaving. I've got a couple here. Um, yes. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to, you were all there two nights ago, so I'm not going to go through the Bible study Reformation quote, but we want a Bible study Reformation. Um, so this was just to review what I talked about on Wednesday night. If you were not in the auditorium, I'm just going to show you briefly. If you were, um, this will be a review. But really, what we're going to do in the conference is have every church set up a Bible school that has two options, okay? It's going to be the Landmarks of Prophecy series and the It Is Written series. Only those two options. We wanted one that would be good for one-on-one -on -one studies and that sort of thing but we wanted a DVD option for people who like DVDs. So that's really all we have. The one that we're using for one-on-one -on -one primarily is it is written, and then a DVD option would be the Landmarks of Prophecy. We like the Landmarks of Prophecy because uh, he actually walks through the lessons, so you can have small group studies and basically have the studies passed out, go through the lessons with Pastor Doug basically presenting. And uh, it makes it nice for church members who are wanting to just get their feet wet with giving studies. Um, the sign-up card, did you all get this when you came on Wednesday night? Okay. Um, which ones? The It Is Written are 
Those are in Spanish. But this, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm still working on exactly how we're going to address that, to be honest. We had a brief discussion. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'll, I'll talk about it in just a moment. Okay, so the sign-up card, <clears throat> sign card is right here. I showed that. It just basically shows that there's two options, and it's your choice. Pick one of these two options. And again, the landmarks, uh, we offer the group study. It is written we offer a one-on-one -on -one study. Um, or they can choose to receive uh, studies themselves uh, for personal study. Now, on the personal study, you know, what Mark was just talking about, that's really like a drop-off. Okay, so if somebody marks that they want personal study, then you're going to bring them the lessons. Well, um, I, you know, drop-off studies are tricky because you chase a lot of rabbits. I mean, you went door to door, you found different interests, and that was a, a good thing, but the majority of them usually do not end up coming all the way through. It's, um, it's very difficult but it's part of the process to find ripe interests, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But one of the things to try and help that is we're going to make this intensive. So you're going to take two studies to them a week, and they know it. It's, that's, how, it's what they sign up for. They receive two lessons a week, two DVDs a week. And if they don't keep up, you know, it might be like one, two, three strikes, you're out, you know, and then you give them something that they can do on their own or what have you. But we want a process where we're finding people who are hungry. It shouldn't, if somebody's interested, they should be able to do two It Is Written studies a week. It's 25 minutes to do a study, basically, on your own. Um, <clears throat> or to watch two DVDs in a week. If they're hungry, if they're interested, they're going to do it, and those are the ones you're trying to find. So we're having it be a little bit more intensive. So what that means is that this course would take 21 weeks, this group study. This would take 25 weeks. This would take 10 weeks. This would take 12 weeks. Okay? Um, and anyone who does a course will get a free It Is Written Bible at the end of it and a certificate. So uh, that's the idea. One other thing that we're going to work on is one of the difficulties with a drop-off study, if you've ever done them, you go to the, to the home, um, you say, Here, you know, here's your lessons, uh, how, how have you been enjoying everything? Is it going okay? Yes, fine. Okay, uh, have you had a chance to look at it? Uh, not too much, I've been kind of busy. Okay, well, you know, uh, let us know if you have any questions, and you know, it's kind of hard to figure out how to make it an effective experience with a drop-off study. So one of the things we're going to do to try to help that is with each study, both with landmarks and with it is written, we're going to have a Bible study review card that will basically, you know, it'll be like a probably a pew card type of card that is slid inside of each lesson. So you'll have one for lesson one, one for lesson two, one for lesson three. And that card will just have maybe four, just an estimate, four uh, Multiple choice questions that are just asking simple questions that are on the main points of the study. Very easy for them to just check B, C, D, A. That's it. This is like a little quiz, so to speak. But then after that, I'll have a couple open questions. One will be probably something like, did you um, share something uh, or, or did you learn anything new? If so, share here. Um, and one that would say, do you have any questions after this study? And so they... When you go to the drop-off, you don't give them their next two until they give you the review cards. They give you the review cards, and you can look at it right there and see, oh, you had a question about such, and you can right there at the door begin to interact with them. If they didn't write any questions, then you can look and see what new thing they learned, say, oh, that is an excellent you know, point or whatever, and have a little bit of a talking point with them. And you can look at both cards and then you know, move along. But the idea is you have a little bit of something to have discussion. If they don't put anything down, they probably aren't filling out the card anyway, and they're probably not interested, <laughs> quite frankly. You see, this is a way to try to... The goal of a drop-off study, which in this case is called personal study, is to get them to a one-on-one -on -one study. That's really the goal of it. So you're interacting with them just a little bit, even if it's just 
five or ten minutes at the door, enough that as you do it each week, they will get more comfortable with you, and there'll probably come a time where you end up just spending more time studying with them. Okay, I see some hands. Yeah, we'll have... We are going to have a, just so you know, a training sheet for how to do a landmarks group, how to do a one-on-one study, and how to conduct the personal study. And we'll have recommendations on there. It will likely be something like, if they haven't done it the first time you go, say, well, I'll be back next week if you could be sure and do that. And don't give them the next ones, but give them a chance to study that. But I'll be back on such and such a date, so be sure and take a look so that when I come back, we can talk about it and I can bring the next lessons. Um, And then if they do it, if that happens twice in a row, then perhaps at that time, two or three times, we'll have to figure it out. You will probably give them something like an online website or something where they can go and, you know, explore and study or what have you. You've got their name, but you're not going to continue after that point. In other words, we're not going to have endless, uh, we want to get different studies going, okay? So you're looking for ripe fruit. Um, ultimately, that's our job is to identify ripe interests. I don't know how many of you were there for Sean Boonstra's sermon on Sabbath morning, but he um, hit the nail on the head. He shared a quote in which Ellen White described how the apostles would watch as Jesus taught, they would watch to see who was interested. And then they would follow up with those who were interested. Our job is to find people whom the Lord has prepared. Now it could be that He's used us to prepare them. You know, through friendship and service, they become open to the truth. That that is, of course, part of the process. But in many cases, He has prepared people through the workings of providence or their life experiences or whatever, and they're open. And we need to identify those and be finding those. Ellen White says that they are all over the place. That there are many on the verge of the kingdom waiting only to be gathered in. So we are to look for those, and those are the ones that we want to make sure we're spending our time on, not chasing after countless people who are not really interested. You understand what I'm saying? So, And not that we leave them for lost or whatever, but they're just not ready yet. And Ellen White has a vision where she says, don't go after the green berries. Don't be picking the green berries. And we shouldn't be trying to hound the green berries. We should find ways of keeping them in connection with us, but without investing all our time in the green berries. Yeah, we're going to run into the situation that many churches, because we have about, like I said the other night, 27 different series of lessons in the Adventist church, Many churches are going to have sets of other lessons that they have stock of in their church or that they enjoy using or what have you. The best I can tell you is that if you have people who sign up at BibleStudyOffer.com, they're going to have these two options. We're not going to give them 12 options. Okay. Um, When you go to follow up with them, you might say, you know, it wasn't on the website, but we have another series of lessons that we've been using that a lot of people have found uh, to be even more um, appealing when it comes to prophecy or whatever. And I'd like to show them to you. Um, we'd be happy to use these, but if you would like, you know, and then you can use it that way. So you can modify when the time comes when you go to follow up that interest and use what you need to. Or for instance, people have a bunch of the <coughs> historicals of prophecy lessons in their church. Well, these are the historicals. It's just that they match the DVDs and they changed the cover and called them landmarks. So you might use them and say, these are the same as what you had on there, but they're under a different title and the people aren't going to care. You know what I'm I mean, they're, they're going to be interested to have what you have to offer and uh, you can manage that when you actually follow up. Okay, so that's just getting it set up. So when you set it up, you know, you got to find people in your church and that would include you who are willing to host a group study, which would mean a few Adventists, you know, maybe three Adventists or more from your church, and then at least two non-Adventists that you find that be willing to come over and be part of this. Now, once you have that commitment, then you might get people added 
because the idea is that there may be some who sign up for group study through our efforts at getting the word out about BibleStudyOffer.com. People might say, hey, I want to be a part of group study, and then you're going to have to plug them in. Well, if you're halfway through the study, what are you going to do? That's why I recommend that you have four different studies at least planned for your church. One to start each quarter. Okay, So that way, if you're halfway through the quarter, you can follow up and say, you know, uh, we're, our next group study is starting on April whatever, and uh, you know, here's where it is, and blah, 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 and you can then keep in touch with them from there. But that way you can stagger them and have group studies available. But, but you don't want to just expect that people are going to sign up. You want to have people already lined up who are not members who could be baptized from your meeting, from your small group. But it's not that hard. Think about people in your church who, are, who have uh, spouses who are not baptized. And you just go and say, hey, would you guys like to come over to our house? We're going to have this little group, you know, whatever. And okay, we'd be willing to do that. Or maybe you connected with somebody at an evangelistic meeting just for a night, but you go and visit them personally and say, we're going to do this. I mean, you will be surprised. It will not be as hard as you think to find two or three people to join in your home for a group study. And then, of course, you've got to make sure you find people who are willing to do one-on-one studies. So, um, you know, everybody's going to have a Bible school coordinator. Uh, you're going to have to order all this stuff and get it ready. This will all happen in September of this year. Right after August Ministerial, when we share with the pastors, uh, everything will be ready to go and we'll get everything set and going in September. Um, this is the intro pack. Um, there'll be an envelope, a, a card, a sign-up card, and a number one DVD, number one lesson, number one lesson. So somebody can take that home, uh, like somebody who visits your church, and decide what they want to do. They read through, this explains each of the lessons, they can look at it, they can watch the first DVD and say, you know, I'd like to do that. And then they check what they want and drop it off at the church or give it to whatever or go to the website and just sign up right on the website. Uh, this, yes. For now, I am opening the door to other conferences. If my life gets difficult, you know, you know, I, I have a burden for, uh, for those in other conferences, other states, what have you, who feel that they've not had a lot of support evangelistically and that sort of thing. So I tend to just open our arms and try to involve as many people as possible. In fact, um, this could go around the country as far as I'm concerned. And it might. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to answer that question. But before I do answer about other states or whatever, I want to show you everything, okay? Give me just, give me just a minute to do that. Okay, so yes, this, this is something that I hope, one of the things that we've tried to do in Michigan um, since I've been working in personal ministries is I know the importance that there is in having things ready and available for churches to get so that they don't have to come up with it themselves because many of them won't. They just don't do that. It's too difficult. They don't know where to start. They just feel overwhelmed by it, whatever the case might be. So rather than having, you know, you put all this together and, you know, print off this on labels and blah, 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 we just want to do all of that for you. That's kind of the goal. Now, exactly how that's going to happen, we still have to work that out, but we want to have these packets together with envelopes and everything so that you just order the packets. And boom, there you go. And it's between a dollar and a dollar fifty is what I'm aiming for. Okay, then recruit and train study leaders. That'll happen to happen in September. And then the predetermined baptism dates. Did you hear me talking about that? Um, we, I just really feel it's a good thing to have dates set for baptisms in your church, monthly or bi-monthly or quarterly at the at the uh, least or, or greatest amount of interval, um, so that you are planning on decisions, planning on souls being one. You know, we can't go year after year with no baptisms. I mean, we are the church. You understand what I'm saying? This is, we are, we are getting, you know, we've got to get our mindset right. That's our whole purpose, okay? If we're not doing that, then we've, we've got to stoke the fire ourselves and say, hey, this full baptistry back here that we're paying for the water is going to no use this 
quarter, but next quarter it's going to, right? I mean, we need something to help uh, provoke us to do what we know that God has called us to do. So I like the idea of predetermining baptism dates, filling the tank on that day, whether there's a baptism or not. All right, now, um, I told you about this the other day, right? Three ways to get a Bible study. What are they? That's right, ask in the morning, ask in the afternoon, or ask in the evening, which is why what we say is just ask, just ask. And we're going to have in the Michigan Conference a Just Ask initiative. Now I'm entering into how are we, now that the Bible school is set up, you know, you've got your materials, you've got your people who are ready to go, now you've got the school ready, how are we going to generate these Bible studies? Well, the number one way to generate Bible studies is ask, just ask. So our Just Ask initiative in Michigan is going to look like this. One simple, non-intimidating question will be asked of everyone who visits our church. Everyone who comes, you know, every guest who visits our church, whether it's for worship service or for a concert or for vacation Bible school or for a cooking school or for any event that we have at our church. And that question is, have you heard about our Bible school? Say that with me. Have you heard about our Bible school? Is that a non-intimidating question? I mean, you can't get more non-intimidating than that. Have you heard about our Bible school? Well, no, I haven't. Oh, well, I'd like to show you, and then you show them what? The intro pack. So, you've got the intro packs ready at your church, and let's say I, I encourage you to have a gift for uh, visitors, I, at least at worship service. We always had uh, gifts when I pastored. Uh, oftentimes, there's a jar of jam, uh, maybe a pen with the church name on it, uh, a couple glow tracks in a little bag, or, you know, whatever. But have something like that and say, here, we'd like to give you something. And have you heard about our Bible school? Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, we want to make sure you have. And then show them the intro, intro pack, pull it out, say, basically what it is, is that we have different courses that involve these two uh, types of study lessons. This one focuses mostly on, or more on prophecy. It's called Landmarks of Prophecy. It comes with a DVD presentation. This one is just really beautifully illustrated study guides on a wide uh, array of topics. You know, one of the difficulties is when you want to study the Bible and learn something, a lot of times you just don't know where to start. At least that's how a lot of people feel. This brings all the texts on a certain topic and puts them in one study for you so you can really see what the Bible says on it. So a lot of people really like these. And you can have somebody lead you through these and have a, a personal, you know, one-on-one -on -one type of study. Or we have groups that watch the DVD study. Or you can just study on your own and we can give two lessons to you a week. But with any of this, if you're interested, you just check it off, uh, put your information here, and there's a little basket right here at our Bible Study Resource Center. You just drop that in the basket. We'll follow up with you and make sure that uh, we care for you. So you can take a look at these. You've got a sample of the first ones, and if you want to bring that back next week or whatever, if you're not ready today, that's fine. You just tell them about your Bible school, right? How, who do you tell about your Bible school? Everybody. Everybody. I mean, what? why didn't we do this earlier, right? Everybody who attends gets an offer for Bible studies. Why not? That's what we're about. Right? We have a message. We don't really have much else. We have a message. So, we have a Bible school and we want to tell you about it. And uh, one of the other things I encourage, especially if they start showing interest, I say, well, you know, if you do the, the group study, that's a 21-week course. Uh, if you decide to do this personal study, which it sounds like you're leaning toward, that would take you about, uh, if you use the It Is Written studies, that would take you about 12 weeks. So, based on today, you know, most of the people who take this end up... Um, making a decision to be baptized uh, when it's through. Now, you may or may not decide to do that. That's fine. I just wanted you to be aware that the baptism date that that would lead to would be October 25 would be when that would be. So you might be thinking about that. And then they say, uh, I don't think I'm ready for Oh, that's fine. You, mean, you don't have to be baptized to, go, to do the class. I'm just telling you that a lot of the people who go through it do, and we have those dates scheduled. And it's kind of how many people graduate as they make a decision to be baptized because they're excited about what they're learning. You know, ultimately, we want people to know that this is about following Christ, making decisions, 
it's not like you're telling them they're going to be baptized, but you let them know that baptism, you're planting it in their mind. That's okay. If there's one thing, and we'll talk about this in just a moment, that lay uh, people struggle with when it comes to finding success in leading souls to Christ, it's understanding that it is okay to lead people to decisions to follow Christ. It's like we think that they have to come to that all on their own uh, without us saying anything because we don't want to. No. You know, there's, if it was your son or your daughter, wouldn't you be wanting them to make the decision? And you would kindly, you would non intimidatingly, you would not with, you know, heavy oppression or pressure, but you would encourage them to go ahead and do it, wouldn't you? But yet, when we study with that stranger, oh, well, I don't want to be, you know, we're very, very standoffish. And we'll, we'll take people through, you know, seven sets of Bible studies. Oh, you've gotten through this one. Well, we've got another one for you now. And then you go through another one. Oh, well, guess what? There's another one for you now. And we just never want to say, you know what? You've been through a full set of studies. The Lord is calling you. He's really moving on your heart, isn't He? You know, what I found is if you're going to really grow in your faith, you've got to follow through and make that decision. And those are the types of things that we need to become a little bit braver in doing as, uh, as study leaders and people who are leading people to Christ. So anyway, um, in January, Michigan Conference, we're going to have a Just Ask uh, prayer card. How many of you with Unlock Revelation saw the, uh, the Operation Andrew card? You know what I'm talking about? Okay, you wrote down the names of people that you were going to pray for and then invite to the meetings. Well, we're going to have a Just Ask prayer card where in January you're going to start praying for the people that you're thinking about offering Bible studies to. And then come the first Sabbath of February, it's Just Ask Sabbath. And every member of the Michigan Conference will be called upon to offer Bible studies to someone. Now, you know... We may have low attendance that day. It may be like a communion Sabbath. I don't know. But I'm hopeful that leading up to it, we can make it non-intimidating enough that people say, you know what, I can do it. I need to do it. I, I ought to do it. You know, it could be inviting somebody to a landmarks group that somebody else is leading out. You know, it could be inviting someone to just take the lessons as personal study. You know, they may not even be the ones quite yet who are ready to give a one-on-one study or whatever, but everyone will offer the Bible school options to someone. And uh, they'd be praying about it and what have you. And that will happen uh, not necessarily on that particular Sabbath because it could be a coworker you're praying for. So, but before the following Sabbath, everybody has asked someone. That's the Just Ask initiative. And uh, a sample campus would, campus would be something like, and my church has a new Bible school and offers DVDs and study guides. They're asking every member this week to find at least one person who would be willing to take one of the courses. And I wanted to see if you would be interested in giving it a try. So basically, you've got this week to do it. The church is asking you to do it. You're needing to find somebody that week to take one of the courses. Could you, would you be that person for me? It's uh, very simple, and it's in the, the line of Pastor Tony Surefire Method. Okay, so the best way to get Bible studies is to just ask. But we also are going to turn this into a mailer that is going to be sent, and we're going to subsidize in the Michigan Conference uh, a good amount for churches to be able to send out thousands of mailers. Okay, And uh, it'll be, like I said, like that, but... Um, on the back, it will point to BibleStudyOffer.com. When people go to BibleStudyOffer.com, it's not developed yet, but it will be. Um, it will be very mobile ready because most people go, will go there on their cell phone. That's just how it is now. So it'll be mobile ready. It'll have the landmarks options. It will have the, it is written options. They'll be able to check what they want. They'll be able to put their information in there and, uh, and just easily submit to sign up for whichever option they choose. There will also be a phone number that will have a live person answering from Adventist Information Ministry, just like we did for Unlock Revelation for those of you who are here. And they can sign them up on the website for them, for people who maybe 
you know, don't get on the internet. There's a place on here for an offer code. And so there might be something like MI078, MI050, whatever. Every church will have its own code. So if you're from the Ithaca church and you send out a mailing, the Hammond Company will put your code on there. Then when they go to sign up, it will say for fastest processing, uh, you know, put your offer code here. They put in their offer code. When they do that, it will automatically put that interest in the Ithaca list. So that if you're the Ithaca Bible School coordinator, you'll go to the website, uh, biblestateoffer.com forward slash login or something. Put in your offer code as a user ID. Put in your password and boom, you have the full list of anyone has, who has signed up for Ithaca and any church that you are. So, if you're in Ohio, you'll be OH002. And anybody who you send a mailing out, or if you stamp your own cards and pass them out door to door or whatever, and somebody signs up, they'll put in OH002, and you'll go in with your password, and boom, you'll know who to follow up with. It pretty much, we don't have to do much. You have it all lined up. And uh, if you're using something that an advertisement or something that doesn't have an offer code on it, then and somebody signs up without the offer code, then it will assign that interest to the church that is the closest as the crow flies, just automatically. So that at the conference office, we don't have to be receiving tear-offs, you know, stacking them up, finding out who this coordinator is, what your address is putting our stamp on, mailing it to you. Three weeks later, you get some cards that say you have some people who are interested in Bible study, and then you go through the process. No, this will be real time. You check every day, every couple days, whatever, to see if somebody has signed up, and you follow up. And, uh, and when someone signs up with your, your church's offer code, it will immediately send an email to whoever's email is in there, so that it lets you know that here's someone who signed up for this kind of Bible study, here's their name, here's their address, boom. So if you're not checking, you'll at least get an email. So it doesn't matter where you live, that can be set up for you. We're also going to do in Michigan mass advertising for BibleStudyOffer.com. So we're going to have glow tracks that we pass out at BibleStudyOffer.com. It will basically be a card like this that is transformed into a glow track. And it will offer everything. And if you want to stamp them with your own local church, that's fine. If you want to just send it out without an offer code on it, that's okay too. We'll have business cards. We'll have plastic uh, presentation racks that you can put in doctor's offices, dentist's offices, uh, laundromats, wherever. We'll have car magnets and decals. We'll have yard signs. We'll have t-shirts, and we'll have billboards. So, everybody is going to know about BibleStudyOffer.com. You're going to go door to door and say, hey, have you heard about BibleStudyOffer.com? Oh, yeah, I have. Well, let me tell you a little bit about what we're talking about. In other, and here's the nice thing about this that's different from Unlock Revelation. It's not an event. There's no expiration date to this. This is just an ongoing ministry that is constantly generating Bible studies. And whenever you want to pick it up, then you blitz more advertising. Now, we'll have to, you know, as time goes on, freshen it up, maybe do something different, add a new offering, whatever it is. But we will manage this, and it will be constantly... The thing you have to remember, though, is if you're in the middle of an evangelistic meeting, you can't say, oh, I'm going to shut off BibleStudyOffer.com. If you get an a request for Bible study in week two of your evangelistic meetings or week three of your evangelistic meetings, somebody's going to have to go follow up on that and get started with them. If it's in the middle of the holiday season, you can't shut off for a month and a half and say, oh, no, if somebody gets on BibleStudyOffer.com and wants a Bible study, you got to follow up. And our hope is that we generate through asking and through mailing and through advertising so many Bible study interests that we do not have room to receive it that our members who have hesitated and resisted will understand that we need them. We need them. 
We've got to, there's people who are on the verge of the kingdom waiting only to be gathered in, and we need you. Now, one of the things that we'll have to prepare everybody for is the fact that this, uh, this will generate a lot of interests that are not strong interests. So just get ready. You know, you're looking for the jewels, but it's better than a cold interest. You know, it's a warm interest at least. But you're going to have to follow up and you're going to have to find those ripe ones. It'll get us closer to finding the ripe ones is what it's going to do. Um, so resources, just we'll have study leader training sheets to help you with training. We'll have the lessons that you can order at discounted prices and DVDs. Uh, in fact, with this, we're going to be working directly with Amazing Facts to shave off the, the preliminaries and everything and leave just the hour presentation. That's all we want. Um, instead of four on a DVD like in their set right now, we want two on a DVD. We're going to work with them to get it, and they're very uh, open to working with us because they're great over there. The Bible study review cards to help you with your drop-off studies so that you have something to use on that, we'll be providing. Uh, you'll have an access code to get in in your local church to the website. We'll have an app to track interests that we're going to be using. We've got two options that I've got to explore which one we're going to go, but we're going to have an app to track interests, and you should be a lot more excited about that. If you were a, uh, somebody who's been working with, uh, you know, trying to track interests, you would know the challenges we've had, but this is going to be awesome. We just have to get there. Uh, we'll have our sign-up cards available for you to order, intro packs to order, mailer cards developed already for you, display cards that will be a little bit different because you don't have to have something for somebody to fill out if it's a display in a, in a doctor's office. It just needs to be real big, the website, and that's how they'll do it. Um, display racks will be easy for you to order. Uh, stamps will find the right kind of stamp, so you can easily order a stamp if you want something to stamp your cards with your church's offer code. Uh, we're going to develop a baptismal preparation guide that bridges the studies which do not fully prepare someone for baptism with the baptism. Okay, So if somebody wants to be baptized, they go through the series of studies and they make a decision during the study that they want to be baptized, then we'll have a Lord of My Life baptismal preparation guide, and they will learn the practical things that they need briefly and, and be cleared, and boom. And we'll have a guide that will lead you from A to Z there. Uh, the glow tracks we will develop for your, you to order. The business cards we'll develop. All the uh, other stuff that I showed you, we will develop. So that you will basically just have an order sheet, and when the time is right, you order, and we send, and we just are rolling. This state is going to be rolling. I mean, what's that? Yes, we hope too. I, I, I did share this with the personal ministries directors um, and personal ministries, people who are interested in personal ministries at my seminar on Monday and Tuesday. And uh, we had people from Wisconsin and Illinois and whatever, and they're like, how can we do it? How can we do it? So I do not, there's really nothing preventing doing this everywhere. There's really nothing preventing it. They just need a code, and then they can advertise it as they'd like. We've developed, we'll have the materials developed. If they want us to, you know, they have to pay shipping or whatever, but why not? You know, we could use it across the division. We could have people all across the country who know what BibleStudyOffer.com is. You know, there's nothing preventing it. Yes, Joel. And then, yeah. Well, time will reveal all of that. Um, because we still have to develop the website. I, we have a map in our mind of what we want. Um, one of the things I want to do with the website is have an easy way for you to offer Bible studies by text, too, um, where you can just shoot a text and say, hey, I learned about these cool Bible studies at BibleStudyOffer.com. Check it out. And then send somebody a text or a mass text or whatever. Um, you know, and we're going to do Facebook and Internet advertising as well. We're going to do radio advertising. We're going to do all of that. We'll have uh, banners and things that you can share and all that kind of stuff. But in terms of the, of the website, you will, um, uh, you will go into the back end of BibleStudyOffer.com. So what that means is there will be some other URL. It will probably be BibleStudyOffer.com forward slash user or BibleStudyOffer.com forward slash login, something like that. You'll type that in, and it will take you to a login page. And you'll put in your user ID, which will likely be your code, OH00 whatever. Yes, ultimately, once this is rolling, um, we will have to assign you a code and set your church up as, as a, 
a site. And then from there, you just need to, you know, we'll send you a link so that you can set your password, and then you'll be able to get in and see when anybody signs up for your code. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, in Michigan, we, we developed the Discipleship Handbook. And I will talk about it here in a little bit, but, um, but can I borrow this for a moment? Yeah, this is the Discipleship Handbook, and oh, she put her name on it, wise woman. Um, and this, if you aren't familiar with it, I might take a little bit, maybe 15 minutes at some point, whether it's this afternoon or this morning, I don't know, to just share how this works um, so that you know this is not just a book, you know, and it's not just a book that you, uh, that you give to someone so that they can become a disciple. This is actually the tool that a mentor uses when they are mentoring someone who has just been baptized. So there's a mentor's guide that tells the mentor exactly how to walk the person through with the Discipleship Handbook. It's a six-month process. It's, it's a start. It gets them... Um, involved in a devotional life, it gets them active in the church, <clears throat> it integrates them into the church, and it acquaints them with uh, and reestablishes and reaffirms their, uh, the positions of the church. Um, but besides all of that, um, we are looking to develop, we're not looking to develop, we're in the middle of developing a Bible study handbook that is um, going to be done by the end of 2017, Lord willing. And that will be, this is six months, that will be, this is called a resource for Seventh-day Adventist church members. That will be a resource to aid Seventh-day Adventist church members in giving Bible studies. So when somebody has concluded this, they will immediately be more grounded in the doctrines, but from the standpoint of helping them to learn how to share their faith with giving Bible studies. So that's being developed. This is a really good start, and I'll share more about it later, give it a few more details, but that is part and parcel of, of what we are doing with Grow Michigan. So I saw Ingrid's hand up. Are you still have a question? Okay. And Max had his hand up? Okay. <laughs> Max? Where there is a will, there is a way. Do you... You mean in German though, right? Yeah. So the big, you know, and this, let me say this. I mean, we have a, a lot of Hispanic churches here in Michigan. And, uh, and we have some Korean and we have, we have a whole host of ethnicities from refugees and what have you. Um, but it's, you know... It's one thing to have, find somebody who can translate something. It's another thing to have the leadership people who are driving something. So like, you know, it's not just being able to translate it, but I have somebody, for instance, who does all the graphic and web design and all that. He doesn't know German. So you almost need somebody like that who knows German. So that you have to have different team members but once you establish the team members and they're, and they're bought in, then no problem. Because everything's already been designed. Everything has already been developed. You know, you can use the same code. It's just a matter of changing the language. So, yeah, it's just you need the team members to make it a reality. You, you can make that happen, Max. I'm sure you can. Yes. Amen. Very true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, now, in terms of level of learning and that sort of thing, the Discipleship Handbook can be used for uh, a teenager and up. We, we, we believe that it's simple enough for that. If someone is 10 or 11 and they're baptized, then it's the best thing we have right now. It's probably not you know, absolute ideal, but someone would probably need to use the same thing and sort of re- word for them, you know, and help them understand it and what have you. We did start down the process of developing something for younger baptismal candidates, but it's not it's been slow going and hasn't really developed. So you have to keep in mind everything that we have developed here in Michigan 
has been done for the most part by pastors who are pastoring churches full time. You know, it's not like, you know, like the Discipleship Handbook. Yes, it's extracurricular. I mean, it's the Discipleship Handbook we did when I was still pastoring. And so, you know, and I did much of the writing, and we just had to leave things to suffer for periods of time. You know, I mean, it's so that's kind of what happened with the children's one. We found a pastor who we thought we wanted to give it a go, and he started down, but it just, you know, the busyness of the actual job of pastoring prevented the development of, and that, that happens sometimes. Now that I'm in the conference, I'm able to drive some things a little bit more and faster, which is why we're able to do some of the things that we're doing. Um, but the people that are working with, with me as a team are not, I mean, they're pastors who are busy pastors, and that's just the way it goes. Yes. The answer is yes. The answer to the question is yes. But you're talking to the wrong person. <laughs> I'm just saying, yes, to make every one of us aware that we need to be mentoring our children as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I've got lots of hands going up. Uh, let's keep them to questions rather than comments because we do have some things that we've got to, uh, we've got to get to. But do we have any questions over here? Or have I lost it? Okay, Ingrid. Thank you for that. We do have that as part of the plan. I haven't shared it yet, but we, in terms of maintaining district and local uh, prayer emphases through this, on a conference level, we'll continue to have days of fasting and prayer called at the at Campus Salva where we pull our workers together for fasting and prayer, but we really count on the local districts to organize those types of things on a local level. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, let me say something about that. There's nothing wrong with them doing the Discover Bible School. It is written Bible School, whatever. I mean, you, more Bible schools, the better. Um, it doesn't mean you can't have both. You get, you get interest through different... I mean, some of you know, if you are a personal ministries leader, that sometimes you'll get something from a mailing on steps. People will send out mailings of Steps to Christ, like the Steps to Christ Project or something. You'll get an interest. Well, what do you do with it? You go follow it up. You get an interest from a final events DVD mailing or something. Oh, what do I do with it? Oh, I go follow it up. If you have different uh, avenues by which you're trying to get interest, you're going to follow all of them up. And so there's nothing wrong with them doing a Discover Bible School uh, per se. But, <laughs> but this will be different. This will be different. Mm -hmm. Yes. But, but in terms of a price list, it's just premature for that. Um, I did everything I could to get to the point where I am today so that I could share at camp meeting. Because I wanted the field, I wanted the church to know where we were headed. In fact, what you're hearing right now is more than our pastors have heard. Okay? Yeah, field privilege, that's right. Um, we just to, I mean, everything is so packed here at camp pitch and camp meeting. The best I got was... Uh, 15 minutes, my phone is buzzing me, uh, 15 minutes during Camp Pitch devotional time. And I, because I didn't want them to be totally caught off guard, and so I shared, did I even have these cards yet? I think I shared the card. No, I didn't. I didn't share this card. I shared uh, a sheet that was basically the, the master plan, not in this nice of a form, but on a front and back sheet, and I just walk through real briefly what the idea, the concept was, and that was it. So our own pastors don't, if you're a you know, Michigan member, go to your pastor and say, oh, and we do they're like, whoa, you know. Um, when they come to August Ministerial, we will have details for them. If you're outside of Michigan, just stay in contact with me by email. That's the best I can say. And as we develop and are ready, we will give you full, you know, and you know the timeline. The timeline is by mid-August, you can email me and we'll probably be about ready to give you a code for the website and what have you. The materials will be just about ready. We're not going to do our official kickoff in Michigan until October, October 22 to be exact, because we're looking for a reformation such as 1844. Uh, yeah, email is 
going to be like the other conference emails. J. Howard at nisda.org. I do. <laughs> I don't look at it all that often. Um, and, and if somebody wants to be my friend and they, like, are, they, they are connected with two or three of my friends, I sometimes hesitate and pause before I... So if, so if I don't recognize you, <laughs> don't be mad at me if I don't... I don't know. Sometimes I just go and accept them all and say, whatever. My mom got on me one day. She said, James. I called you James. They may know you from 3ABN or they saw you at camp meeting or whatever and they're going to feel offended if you don't. And so I started accepting everybody and then I started getting some very strange people and whatever. And so now I'm kind of backed off a little bit. And anyways, I don't know what I'm doing. Just don't be offended. I, we'll see what happens. It's best to go through the email. Bottom line. Okay. So uh, let me just tell you yeah, what I was just referring to. We're going to have a kickoff Sabbath. It'll probably be here, here in Michigan. Uh, and then we're going to have some detailed training for personal ministries leaders and, and other evangelism leaders November 11 to 13 at Camp Asable. So that's going to be like really digging in for the personal ministries leaders. Um, and then Emmanuel is going to have a couple sessions. And so that's, we wanted to let everyone in the main auditorium know about that here at Cedar Lake and then in Lansing. And then in 2017, we have yet to set those dates. Yeah, right now. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org. Dot audioverse.org.